0: This week, I had a truly, truly amazing time. Not only did I get the honor of listening to the story and lived knowledge of Paul Holliday, but I also experienced firsthand the magic of his creation, the Human Excellence Project. Starting at quarter past five in the morning, I joined a large group of wonderful people to enjoy a meditation followed by cold water exposure and then real conversations over a cup of tea and coffee. It was truly inspiring. Afterwards we sat down and we got into a podcast and Paul tells of how a culmination of losing his wealth through the global financial crisis back in 2008 in Liverpool and England and then the terminal cancer that took his father cracked him open to truly live life and serving those around him to reach the potential that lies within. Paul goes deep sharing the story of how the Human Excellence Project came to be, his coaching with men and the current state of being a man, as well as many, many other areas. This podcast is truly packed full of golden life nuggets that are so beautifully and simply put forward by Paul himself, who is a wonderfully magnetic character. It's something you'll feel from the minute he begins to speak in this conversation. So enjoy, Paul. Hello and welcome back to WA Real. I'm your host Bryn Edwards. Early mornings, cold water exposure, men's mental health and human excellence are just some of the topics we're going to dive into today with my guest Paul Holiday. Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me on Bryn. Now as the listeners all gather, that's not exactly an Australian accent you're sporting there. No. <laughs> so where are you originally
1: from? Liverpool in right. England, a little town called Kirby um, on the outskirts of Liverpool, yeah. Working class. Standard Scouse background, background, really? Yep. So how did you end up in Western Australia? Wow, I, I traveled for many years of my life for about when I was 16 to about 25. I traveled all over the world and I spent a bit of time in Australia. And when I stopped traveling, when, which is when I met Melanie, my, my partner, um, I always had it in my head that I'd be coming back here at some stage. Right so we here to Western Australia here well not specifically to here I thought it would have been Melbourne if anywhere right. but when we um when I, I settled down in the UK and we had our businesses running, everything was going well and we had this I had this great career in, in finance I was a mortgage broker yeah um insurance broker we had a, a couple of estate agents everything was going really good and then in 2008 or 2007 <laughs> yeah. the big credit crash happened and um sort of forced us we were always planning on coming, but it sort of yeah. forced our hand. So we came over then, when everything just stopped over there. We lost everything, and and we decided to make the move. So mm. what I did was we did bought- did you lose big? Lost everything, right. everything. Yeah, we had at the time we we had a as I say it was called Key Financial, it was the company, and a, and a little estate agent called Estate. Um, we had we had like twelve investment properties. myself and a couple of friends had had some land we bought that we were going to develop on and we had lots of investors coming from Ireland and down south to invest in properties all around the area because Liverpool was the capital of culture at the time yes so it was a big boost going into the city so um yeah everything was flying we I was doing mortgages for for Liverpool players who were coming and buying investment properties through us it's the highlight. It was, really was. It was like, I drove a Porsche at the time and and, and I associated my whole life to these things. Mm. This is who I am. The Paul H number plate, <laughs> I'm this guy. I, know what. I look back now and, and it makes me grin, but it, at the time it was it was a momentum that myself and my friends who are were, who were surrounding myself with, we, we jumped on the wave and we went and it was going really, really well. You know, we were in a fantastic place. Mm. And that came to a, an abrupt end in 2007, when we found out the news of the GFC. Yeah. And, um, and again, it was like, I, I associated myself to these, to all these things. Mm. And it was then at that moment when we lost everything that I realized what was important. And we came to Australia, myself, my partner, my two kids. And we did the tour, we went, I said, right, you decide where you want to live. We went to Melbourne and we went up to the Gold Coast. Where, and this is where I knew people and we came to Perth where my brother was yep came and seen everything and, and this was the place Perth was the place because of the kids yes the other places were hustling bustling fast yeah the, the feeling here was gentle and soft like a small country town even though it's huge mm. and it was soft and, and it was Melanie that made the decision she went like Perth I like Perth so we went back to the UK packed everything up and came straight back Awesome. Within a six-month period in 2008, yeah. is it home now? Without, I doubt it's home now. But we had a tough when we first got here. It was rebuilding. Mm. We had to restart everything. So initially, the first two years didn't really feel much like home. Mm. You know, I was okay because I'd done a lot of travelling in my life. But I think Melanie was struggling, and mm. the we've gone from this high life to this, you know, to this difficult journey where we had to rebuild. And I, I was constantly telling Melanie, like, it's okay. It was easy to build that. It'll be easy to build the next, the next phase of our life. Yeah. And that's when it began. We just, we just settled in, found it tough for a while. And then, as it, it when you're a doer, doors open. Yes. And that's when it started to happen for me. Awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: So you are founder of the Human Excellence Project. Yes. Um Coach Particularly focused on men's mental health mm-hmm. there's a strong focus there on serving the well-being of others and you know reaching to our highest potential where does
1: that come from in the Paul journey well it comes from me being able to get to the age of 40 and then reflecting on what happened in my own life mm. and the people that have who I've connected with throughout my journey and then being able to coming from Liverpool and being semi successful puts you in a place where people look up to you and and, and they, you know, because most people don't do much. They, you know, and it's not, it's not their fault, it's just the way the program works in Liverpool. Yeah. You know? And then everyone I was called Lucky Holiday. That was my nickname. It was like I was lucky. Everything happened, it was luck, it wasn't nothing to do with me. Yeah. And I thought that was the case. Right. I'm just lucky. You know, so I went through my life thinking I was this thing. And then the other people around me, they weren't so lucky, you know. And then over the years, I realized... What I've
0: you after, doing that made you lucky? Do you, well, I now know that?
1: what it is. I now know what it is, which is I was working hard. Mm. I was putting myself into positions with good people and treating them well and, and having the right values and coming from a place of authenticity and honesty and, mm. and trying to be genuine in everything I did. And that created that momentum that people wanted to be around that, that thing. Mm. Cause I didn't have many skills as such. I just had me through my traveling. I didn't, I didn't have ever have education, but I knew when I, when I wanted to be a mortgage broker, I'd done the exams and I passed them real quick and I, yeah. I stepped into that role. But then you start to see every, now I look back, you start to see the roles that everyone was playing and they were playing roles. They weren't being themselves. Yeah. You know, so as far as men's mental health goes, and look, it wasn't until I reached 40 that I could look at everything and see how it was playing out, yeah. and that it was all being done before. Mm. Everyone had already played this game, and if I carried on playing it that way, I would go down the same path that they all are going down, or they've been down. Mm. You know, as we spoke about, it's like the, it's it's about holistic look at your life. You can't just fix one area. You've got to fix it all. You've got to mm. look at everything. And I look at these cities in England that we managed to get out of because they've got a very strong pull to keep yes. you where you are. And when you get out of that, you realise that, wait there, everyone doesn't play the game that way. You can play it these other ways. Yeah. And then you meet people who have also escaped their own environments. And then we all converge here in WA and we're all pulling our own intellectual property out. Yes. And going, why not we play it this way? You know? And then you when you go back into them environments you see like you notice when you go back and, and it's not a problem on these people. Because no. they don't know. But they're sitting in the same places at the same pub, talking about the same things. Running the same programs. The same programs and it's 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 just a lack of awareness. Lack of understanding. What was the
0: switch from having that awakening and okay so I'm just going to sort this out for Paul to I've had this awakening and now I've got to share it with others and bring them up as well because well, it, it was, could be quite easy for you to have that awakening given what you told me about you know your trajectory of the money and the portion and, and and it's like well it's a new awakening that's just going to
1: boost Paul on his journey yeah but no, now we're giving back mm. yeah that's right well i think i was always giving um but with all the intention of money this thing at the end of it i, I wanted to reach i wanted to go somewhere but when it mm. it was the cancer with my dad it was the second time he got his cancer at that moment when i was i was about 40. and that was that was the awakening moment mm. for me and i went on this what was it personal that, development then? it was the shock of knowing that I was about to lose lose this incredible guy. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm I'm fortunate to have an amazing mom who had all this love and all this connection and being able to bring us up, three kids on her own with my stepdad and go through this thing. And my dad allowed this to happen. I, and I had these amazing characters in my life, my parents, mm. different values. But I was about to lose my dad who was this incredibly positive, um, guy who who just influenced people's lives very subtly yeah. but was never really taken seriously until we found out it was the it was terminal. Yeah. And it was that, that moment when it was terminal that all his teachings, all the things, all the tapes, all the Tony Robbins tapes and the Jim Rowan's tapes. Had he been devouring them? Uh, his whole life. Yeah. Every time he got in my post there was another there was another tape. Like you gotta listen <laughs> to this, you've gotta put this C D on, you've oh, gotta wow. You, and I was like, I thought, again, you look back now and I'm like so frustrated mm. with myself that I, I wasn't aware at that time mm. what he was trying to do. That I put myself, because I had the car, because I had the business, because I had these things and his journey had taken him through that. He'd, he'd had it yeah. all. yeah, And then he'd lost it all. And, and he he was happy with that. He was living in a caravan no, with, no. His, with his wife, Nancy, and they had a brilliant life. And he was happy with who he was, being a taxi driver, doing a thing. Yeah. But then he, he thought, I'll help you, Paul. I'll help you through the mistakes that I made in my life. Yeah. And he came to try and help. And I, I put myself in a place where I thought I was, I didn't need to listen. And he was, he was giving me gems. He was giving yeah. me absolute gems.
0: Oh, but isn't it the yeah. way, you know? <laughs> you do.
1: Horse still water, feed its soul, oh, no.
0: grab its ears, shove its head in the trough,
1: but unless it was the bloody drink itself. Oh, no. it was so frustrating looking back, and Free it was will, at that moment, <laughs> yeah, it was at that moment when I took that call, yeah. that I knew, Right, okay, this is going to end soon, not, mm-hmm. these conversations are not going to happen anymore, and I'm going to make the most of what, what he's learned through Touch his journey. Listen. Listen. What has he got to say? Yeah, and then it all made sense. Me and my brother and my sister, we all just woke up and just went, "Oh my God, we've got this like genius guy who's done all this teaching across the world. He's been a sales manager in, in some of the biggest companies, and like we worked for um, Kirby Vacuum Cleaners, right? And he he ended up like being top salesman, one of the top salesmen in the world, and uh, and he was this thing. He had this confidence and. And he, he played his game that way. That's what drawn, drew him away from the family in many respects, you know, because mm. he was this guy. He was this energy. But um, he had these teachings to give mm. that now I pass on to my kids. I was going to say, there's an element here of, as I listen to you, mm. you now finding your teachings and sharing them with your kids, but now also with your clients. That's right. And that's where it goes on this journey. So initially, when I, over then, when I found out that information, I went on my own personal development journey, which was listening to my dad which was then listening to Jim Rowan and Tony Robbins and, and then it came into podcasts, listening mm. to Joe Rogan and all the guests and Graham Hancocks. And you. Yep. Then I started to build this network of, of really unique individuals that I would listen to on a mm. daily basis two or three times a day while I was working of people giving this information of how they've navigated this game called life. What do you think happens that, this,
0: this question has just come to me, because I myself have been through that you know, all of a sudden it's like oh fuck the gates have come Mm. apart and then you want to devour the information Um, what is it you think that happens in that I mean yes there's the learning of the information but I feel
1: like there's something else going on at that point Mm. I think it's a feeling it's like the knowledge that you get in like you see somebody doing something great and their life looks great. Obviously, we don't know behind the scenes what their life is, but you see that they're doing this great thing mm. and that there is a process to it. Mm. And it's learning that everything has a process. And it's being able to look at these different areas of your life and realize that each one of them has this process and some genius around the world has figured out an amazingly easy process that we can follow. Mm. In all the different areas. In all the different areas. Yeah. And then what I try and do now is get pull these processes together to giving a holistic approach to my clients' lives. It's like, mm. it's not me. It's like, I'm sharing what other people have shared, but they've learned it off somebody else. Like, we're not reinventing the wheel here. No. We're just bringing it all together and showing you the shiny mm. wheel and how life can be. You'll be adding your bit. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. It's definitely got my twist on it. Mm. And it's the, and a lot of the time, it is my information because it's stuff I've learnt. And as you see... You, Sometimes you don't even know where it's come from. You start to share something with somebody. And like, where did that... And then you figure out, right, okay, it's a bit of that. It's, it's a, a bit, bit of this. It's a bit of learning off yeah. this guy and a bit of learning off this lady. And it's amalgamated into this thing that you can share. Mm. And it's the feeling of knowledge, you know? And you just you can't get enough of it then once you open that door. Yeah. You just want to put more into the cup.
0: Yeah. It's like, what? Although I found that... Um when I first found Brian and Unreal Real and, and, and other things I was devouring 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 but then I got to a point where I was just full mm. and I couldn't listen to another podcast that's right. and I couldn't listen to another YouTube video and I couldn't read another Alan Watts and this and it was just full and I could not work it out and then I think that's the point where it's where like the little knock on the door goes right you're full now you've got to go do something with it
1: to embed it I couldn't agree more it's exactly the same process yeah. I went through over them years just Filling the cup up till it was overflowing. You've got too much information. I've got six or seven books full of ideas and yes, and plans and you know just it's like a tree of knowledge, but there's nothing you're focusing on. There's too yeah. much. Yeah, and then it's at that point you're like, right, I can't fill any more. Books. Yeah, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't
0: do this. Yeah, no that's more. when you sort of go. All right, I'm going for the walk on the beach without the pod, without the ear pods or yeah. anything like that.
1: I'm just going to go and be with all this stuff. And that moment for me was my dad's final passing. It right. was at that, that, that moment that I went, right, okay. It's in implementation time. Let's yeah. put this thing out there now, whatever this thing is. Mm. And it was at that moment where I where I just wrote them words down. I didn't know where the Human Excellence Project. And I believe that what I realized that all these people I'd surrounded myself with or listened to, they're excellent at yes. what they do. So like, every, then I thought, wait there, everyone's got excellence within them. Every mm. single person has got something unique that they need to share with the world. Yes. And what I'm finding now is that uniqueness is their challenges, the toughest parts of their life. They're born out and of the shit. The lessons that they've learned through the toughest parts of their life. You know, and that's that's your gift. We don't see it when we're going through it. No. You know, as I say, it's like... me my stepdad was murdered when I was early 20s at the time you just think well, why me Is this this thing mm. and then you go through these, no one teaches you there's no one there to guide you and go no. right okay this has happened and now you've got to listen and learn this mm. and breathe And I don't even think you'd listen no, to them even if there was somebody because there are people there I know particularly nowadays yeah that's right but all I had back then was let's go and have a pint yeah you know and then it was like oh, no I don't want to listen to that it's too heavy yeah let's talk about this let's and yeah. then you never deal with the thing mm. and we never dealt with it for years surface conversation and suppress the rest of the shit with a few more bits, yeah and then make another m- yeah. mistake in your life and then yeah. stick it on top of that and yeah. then push that down and keep making mistakes until one day it's all just burst out you know yeah. and, and that's that that's what that's what's what happening mm, that's right that's right that's where life can go at times
0: so which came first the human excellence project or
1: the coaching or the two intertwined or over the, f- when my dad came out with that, we made that phone call and told me that he was, it was terminal. Hmm. I just started this new business with a. I I was going like, to say, what were you doing for a living? Yeah, I, I would, we were just coming out of the app that I'd designed with, with my partner Melanie and I'd just got into construction yeah. with one of my best mates, Paul. And, and we started a building company and um, called WCG and we were, he's, he's, a master a master builder he's built many of the skyscrapers in the city mm. and he wanted a he didn't have the <clears throat> he wanted the help to be able to get this his own thing on the ground off the ground yes so i was like yeah, i had the confidence and i uh, been been able to help him to get there and within a year we built a, a structure in leaderville mm. and then from there we started building these we went from nothing to having 75 guys in in like a year or two wow And this thing started, and here we go again. It was just watching it again. We're on this. Lucky Paul's on his roll. There you go. (laughs) But my awareness, my awareness of it was different. Yeah. So then I realised, like, okay, what is this thing now? And then when you're doing the work and you're listening to the Alan Waters and you listen to Brian Rose Mm. and listen to podcasts and you start getting all the knowledge and then you start to talk about the mental health, this is a real thing Mm. that we need to change the way we look at things, our perceptions and beliefs. When I was seeing the lads turn up for work each day. I could see the patterns of each individual. Everybody would have this. Once you're with them that much, yes, they can't hide who they are. Yes, the ones who are late are always late. The ones who bring a specific lunch, bring that lunch. The ones yep. who, you know, hiding. the hiding program the programming. And then my job over them four years was to make them aware of their programming. Was to slowly mm. coach them. So got nothing, nothing to do with construction. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. nothing I, I was in the background looking after the ordering and doing these things in the office and I'd go out to site and then I'd see these individuals and are oh, you are still doing that thing and yeah. when are you going to learn and, yeah. and then you hear the stories and you know you, you st- stick a bit of humour on it That's and then right. sometimes you give them a bit of
0: a poking and trigger them a little bit
1: well, one of the things my dad taught me was make everyone a superhero yeah make everyone a superhero so start off by putting the cloak on them the mm. super cape right and then you're great at this, you know? I see this in you. You're always there for some other people. You're doing this for other people. You're amazing, Can mm. you ever see that? But then take the cloak off and then you go, right, but you do this Yes. This. So it's like, take them up and then bring them down. And you build this trust factor with people, mm. being able to make them feel amazing because mm. that's what they are. They just don't see it because they, mm. when you look in the mirror, you see you you don't see the good things that you've got in your life. Mm. So over them years, everyone was saying, "God, you need to do this. This is good." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah maybe I do. Yeah, you know." And, and then it's like, "Who am I to do that?" You go through that own own self worth thing, you know, going that journey. Yes. So over them years, I, I was leading towards. I knew I was going to do something at some stage. Yes. And that's when it went right. I've been enough doing my own work, filling my own cup. Now it's time to share some yes. of this knowledge, you know, some of the wisdom. That, that and and how that did you start that? By writing, writing that them words down. Writing the Human excellence Project I meant it was just before my my dad passed. I got my son. who was like, "Can you jump in that pool in the middle of winter?" For granted, we're going to show him. We're going to show him that we've got the strength to jump in that freezing cold pool at six a.m. And he was like, "Yeah, I can do it. I can do it." Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And then we go up in the morning, me, me and him were standing there and I've got it on record to, to send it to my dad to just give him this boost. Yeah. And then we both jumped in and it was like, he <gasps> wants to get out. Jesus, what's going on? And then we both want to get out and i went, like, no, 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 stop, stop. Just feel it, feel it. And then just stay in there and allow your body to take over control. Yeah. And then you realize that your body will regulate itself will make it warm. And then you're in that meditative state and realise that it's yeah just calm it's good and I, I was wow this is a thing so I started sharing the videos with a couple of my friends Mike and Mana, and we created this group where I was like I'm going for runs now yeah because I realised that I was telling my kids to do stuff yes but I wasn't doing, doing it myself like, kids will do what you do not what you say so <laughs> I was going you need to start running you need to exercise you need to do this you need to heat healthy you need to and I wasn't doing none of it myself <clears throat> and it was a Slap in the face, like, all right, you need to change, you need to show them the way, you don't just tell them, and mm. to show them that. And that's where it all started really. It's like, I've got to get, I've, I've got to get, they're on their own journey, they're on my journey. Mm. I'm on my journey, and this legacy thing is like, what? what is that? I want to show people what I'm doing so they can come and ask, why are you doing that? It's like, it's good for me, you know. Mm. And that's where it began, like, jumping in the pool sharing it with a few friends, and then realizing it was a thing that made me feel better. I was, I was getting more time at home with my family, being able to relay what was going on in my own life. And then I started going to the beach. We, we, I was doing it in the pool, and then me and, me and Manna, a real good friend of mine, we, we started going to the gym at 3.30 a.m. And I went, I went, right, I'm gonna do a gym challenge, one month in the gym. We get there at 3.30, and then we'll go to the beach at five. And then we started record, like taking pictures of that. And then from there, it just it just started. Yeah, I did a month in the pool. And then I did a month on the beach. And then it, it turned from me to three to five to seven to nine. To, mm. Before you know it, it was 15 every day. And mm. random people coming down. And it was drawing these people in who were asking questions. Why? Why are you doing this? And it's like, you wait. You'll see. You'll feel it. You'll yeah. feel it. <clears throat> and then they would bring their own their own intellectual property down and start sharing what they do. And then you get involved in what they... And it's just this beautiful mm. thing that's growing.
0: And it's not just going in the water. I mean, I came down this morning mm-hmm. before we did this podcast. So there I am at quarter past five at Hillary's, mm-hmm. you know, and then we all met. And the first thing I noticed is, you know, being very formally English, go shake everyone's hand. That doesn't go anywhere because everyone gets a hug, which is bloody awesome because I love hugs. And then, and then we all go and sit on the beach and we have this wonderful guided meditation for 15 minutes there's a lovely quiet time, everyone's sitting in a circle then we go back, pop on the boardies walk out, well, 80% of the people walked out to mm-hmm. the, the pier, the, mm-hmm. the key bit others sort of walked in mm-hmm. uh, and then 20, pressure, 20, 20 press ups and then dive in yeah. and then And then just stay in the water, like you Mm. said, until the heartbeat, the breath and the body regulates itself and you get into this really calm state.
1: Mm.
0: And then, you know, we're in there for a while. We went out on the little pontoon Mm. in again. then out we come. Everyone's shivering and laughing and joking. But, you know, the energy levels are remarkably different. Mm. And then we go and have a cup of tea and a yarn about stuff. Fucking awesome way to start the day.
1: It is, yeah. And <laughs> like it's got martial flow. On our terms. That's right, yeah. You're there for you. Yeah. This important that people turn up for themselves. Don't don't turn up for your partner. Don't turn up for anybody else. You're mm. there for you. To break the patterns of behaviours you've always built. And that's the whole thing. Is like I tell people you don't have to come to the beach. It's not about you following what I do. It's about even if you just turn the cold, shower cold. Yeah. Even if you get up fifteen minutes earlier and just go and sit down. As you say, just go and sit and just look just be quiet for a bit Just what is meditations just calm down mm. starting your day and what I found is at the beginning is that when you're getting up that early it naturally changes your your circadian rhythm you you have to go to bed earlier yes you know so we we play this game what I've seen around that where we spend time with our families at night right We're mm. all together with a family we watch these shows we no you're not you you just you're just downloading all this information off tv mm. you know are you what are you on the phone trying to find the bottom of facebook Or you? or you're you, you know or you're looking at um netflix you you're not actually with anybody People. so what what i found was swap them two hours that were wasted in the evening where i was staying up to 11 go to sleep at nine and, and change them for two hours productive in the morning where you you are actually communicating where you are actually meditating where you are the connection to bring some new people in and to show them that no there's no handshakes it is a hug you know but then to feel how each person hugs and how the hugs change mm, over the days talking about that this morning yeah. I really
0: loved that yeah it's the, it. I've given thousands of hugs and I <laughs> like to know how they hug it's like oh that's gold there <laughs> is a way
1: there is a way and the more you relax into it you begin, you begin to get them hugs you get only off your mum Yes. And real deep hugs and then you go in again. Yes. It's like, yeah, okay, there's the connection. There's the connection. It's like, we have a major problem in society with loneliness, a mm. major problem. They, they say that kills more people than smoking these days. Yes. You know, people loneliness being lonely and, and you can be lonely in the, in the middle of a crowd, you know, because there's so much going on in your head. So the idea is to allow people to come to a group of consciously awakened people who are aware of themselves and then aware of you that allows you to share and become, and open up, and mm. you're not gonna get judged. You know, it's, it's, magic. it's a magic formula that just seems to work, you know, and then the, the magic is, as I say, you, you get of your comfort zone waking up. Who wants to get up at that time? I don't, you know, so you're breaking the pattern there straight away, because everything in your subconscious says roll over, press the snooze. Yes. That's your programming kicking in straight away, so you get up, become conscious, and then for me, it, it starts with meditation at home. Short time there, I'm sitting on my own. And then I hydrate myself. i give myself some water with apple cider vinegar with some sea, um, Himalayan sea salt, some lemon. And I have um, lion's mane mushroom, which is good for, for your brain. And then we jump in the car, and we go down to the beach and we meet new people difficult meeting new people you know you've got to get this conversation going with these people who are uncomfortable in certain so it's all yeah. these breaking through these barriers we are going to do a meditation first time people do a meditation i'm aware of the new people so i open my eyes and i just keep an eye on them because they'll be aware of people walking behind and feeling they're getting judged yes. other people and feeling here and other people. stuff will be coming out all these things so you're aware of that and then over the days you see that drift away and go mm. and all that is is we're changing the programming this is allowed. You're allowed to do this. feels strange now, but it's allowed. Just allow yourself to relax, and then you go and get get changed. And then at that point, there's a really important thing. We take the photograph.
0: Yes, that's a bit. Of a problem.
1: And we get a new person. The the new person takes the photograph. And again, it's confronting. A lot of people, new people, can't do it. Yeah, it's like I, I'm about because when I take the photograph, I put it on the Facebook page, and I, I generally tag everybody in it. So then it goes onto your wall and shows everyone that you've done this thing and you're in the, your bathers or your, yeah. or your board shorts. And it's out in the world. naked. <laughs> Practically <laughs> naked. But at that point, doesn't matter if you're a teacher, if you're a, if mm. you working in a yard or you're, you're a millionaire. It doesn't matter. Really? You're just you in your shorts or your bathers. You know, we're all the same. There's no... I'd say this thing is like you look down, you see no one, you look up, you see no one, you look left and right, you see everybody. We're all on the same level. Yeah. You know? And that's what it is at that moment. We take the picture... Then we walk down, take that slow walk, and it's quite a walk to the jetty. It is. <laughs> it's cold. It is. You know, it can be raining the sometimes. Nervous energy starts to come <laughs> on. <laughs> you listen to it. You walk in the plank, as I said this morning, you you're walking down, it's freezing cold. And then you've got to wait until we jump in. Oh, are we going to do this? Are we going to jump in this freezing cold water? Why are we doing this? It's like you're overcoming all the subconscious programming that says you shouldn't do it. And then you do it which is you taking back control, mm. which is consciousness. You jump in. As I said, you, you can't think of the past. You can't think of the future. You are in that moment. It's freezing. It's so cold. So you, you're you just looking around for every reassurance. So, oh, everyone's okay. Everyone's... It's good. It's cold. And then we swim over the jetty, which is just that perfect... Um, the, the pontoon, which is that perfect distance away Yeah. that allows your body to regulate itself. When you get off there, you everyone's like wow
0: i feel amazing
1: yeah you know then we go down swim there's always little challenges we swim underwater see who can swim the furthest. all these everyone's pushing themselves then we get out and we go to the coffee shop and that is where the magic happens you've gone through all these difficult scenarios on this journey mm. in the it's, space of half an hour just to break through all your consciousness or all these subconscious programmings mm. why am i doing this why am i doing that why am i doing it and then you get smash, to the coffee smash, shop smash. <laughs> and then you listen and you share and you le- listen and share and people come up with their own ideas and, and we're, and just it all, the magic always happens in there. It's like every day, it gets better. Every time I go in the coffee shop and I go and sit with someone new and just listen and they tell you about their journey. And then it's that, that's where the healing is. It's like yeah. some people being able to, that stuff that we've suppressed, okay to share it there get it out purge it out yeah get rid of it yeah it's magic
0: how's that gone have you converted that
1: into actual sort of your coaching and and the other stuff that you do well it was really a really difficult process because again you you bring in how do we monetize this Mm. thing that is is healing people is is like literally saving lives it's it's dragging people from anxiety depression suicide and giving them their life back how do we do that in a moral way, in an in a mm. authentic way, mm. you know? So it's, t- and it, t- it took, me and Mel have put our whole life savings into this. We put everything on the line because I'm trying to find this way to do it where it feels right.
0: Yeah. You know? So I You've to, got to put bread on the table and look after yeah. the kids
1: and keep the roof above the house. That's and right. All and all then the things. Then what you see is there's a process. There's a process to getting yourself to be, to be it in the best place you've ever been in your life. And it starts with free, right? Which is turning up to the beach. I never charge anyone for that, Mm. you know, come down. But what we can, what we do now is the daily meditations. So I give my time up every morning to lead a guided meditation, or one of our members will lead a guided meditation. On Wednesdays, we do breath work, Wim Hof Method, Marcel Marcel Hof Method, where we take people into altered states through breath. So then it's like we've got a membership. So you, if you want to join a membership, that once you're exchanging, then you commit to you, which yeah. commits to us, which commits to the thing mm. to help you initially. That's, then That's others. a really
0: important part of it because free is great and free will be appreciated to start with, but then free
1: just doesn't mean anything. There's I no value. It. Yeah. It has no value and then why go to something that's free? You know, you try and help somebody. You try and help somebody and try and coach somebody and they're not giving you money. They won't do the things that you tell them to do. No. They won't. They won't implement committed. it. Why? There's no commitment. Yeah. You know? It's like they don't need to whereas as soon mm. as they make the exchange it's like they're committing Ooh, I'm to part it. part of the Cash, this game's on now. This game's <laughs> on. I'm actually paying somebody and I want something out of it. Yes. There has to be an outcome at the end and that's what coaching or mentoring is is that you're selling the outcome. Mm. It's like, you know, that's, I'm not going into depression, anxiety, suicide. We're looking at focusing on outcomes. We're focusing on the future, not the past. Yeah. We'll deal with that along the yeah. way because they're your gems. And
0: sympathy and oh, you know, yeah, poor you. Because we could be back at the oh, we'll have the surface discussion and the th- and the five pints. Yeah, that's right. He's sorted now. I had a chat with him. that's yeah. good. <laughs> that's right. Yeah,
1: that's right. It doesn't work. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> It just keeps you there forever. Yeah. You know, and then when you delve in really deep with somebody and you start to ask them the deep questions then their belief structures and why they are the way they are and, mm. and looking at the people around them and how they've impacted their own lives and really going deep into who they are, they unlock their own gems, their own yeah. gifts. And that's the thing is like the hurt and the, and the grief and the pain that you've been through in your life. That is your gem. And the reason it's your gem is you are not, it hasn't broken you. So if you can then mm. share how you got from that grief, from that despair, from that pain to where you are, you can help other people mm. get there too. And that's the gem, that's the gift yeah. of life itself. Because there'll be other people who are in the same spot. People crying themselves to sleep every night. Yeah, and they need to listen to the process of how to get themselves from crying in that the room. Process is a key word, though. It is. It is, and there is. This is the thing. Is like. When you look at life, if you look at an elite sports person, mm. what have they got? They've got a coach. Mm. They need, they, you, you know, you look this is at Maragonal. one of the questions
0: I was going to ask. Do you think on one level we
1: all need coaches? Of course we do. Mm. I've got coaches. You know, I've got mentors. I've got people around me that guide me, that tell me things I don't really want to hear about yep. myself put the mirror up that's it yeah (laughs) and the second they do that I don't I don't judge them for judging me or or for divulging that information I I look at myself you know everybody needs that because as I say whether you're a musician whether you're a sports whether you're in business everyone gets coached if you want to be a manager then you generally go on a management course to get there and then you're emulating somebody who you want to be I want to be like a manager like that person and we do that and that's fine in business It's fine on the football pitch, but then you bring it into your life, Mm. the real part of what your existence is. And you're winging it. (laughs) You're just guessing how to be a father.
0: Well, I I, I spoke to Wayne Bradshaw, uh, head of the Fathering Project. He said the same thing. No one teaches you how to be a dad. (laughs) Um, Well, they do. Your dad does when you were born. And it's kind of like, unless you actually gain that awareness and go in and have a look and have somebody help you and chuck in a few more ideas you did the same as your dad and then i spoke to a lady called amanda labros about relationships and she was saying why is it people all spend like five to ten grand on a wedding dress but not on a bit of coaching just to
1: set you in the? who teaches you how to do relationships it's crazy isn't it i've met amanda amanda's amazing mm. um but you're right you're bang <laughs> mm life itself needs coaching and even the father thing is like okay we, we'll learn off our fathers and we will do what our dads did mm. right end the story that's what will happen yeah did your dad get coached to be a father no, no. he generally got off his granddad and mm. then you could start going back to these areas in life where it was where it was just surrounded with pain yes so then it was discipline and the wrong types of discipline and like you don't speak Fear until you are spoken to and, and, stuff. and yeah and it's like that gets passed through all these generations to the point where we do the opposite to our parents. Mm. The opposite, like consciously. Yeah. I don't want you to go through what I went through, so I'm going to try and do this. I'm going to go over there. <laughs> I'm going to go over there and do this other thing. And it's like, it doesn't work. No. Why doesn't it work? Because you're winging it again. You're guessing. This game has been played before. Yes. Find someone who's a, who's a master at it and copy some of the traits. It's easy. Mm. And that's what coaching is. It's like looking, allowing someone to look at you pull it apart and make you think about yourself because you've got all the answers yeah you know it's yeah. just uncovering them
0: yeah i've done 100 odd podcasts and each person has so many gems of gold and stuff mm. like that in them yeah.
1: and everybody's got gold in them everybody absolutely everybody's got gold in them and it's allowing them to see that because most people don't think that they have what is that because they that's got to be
0: partly the the root of a lot of anxiety, depression, and and I, I I might go out on a limb here, but you know, I did I did a degree in psychology and a master's in business side, and I get that you know in a bell curve, there's going to always going to be a top and bottom five percent who for one freak of DNA nature it's just slightly wired up mm. to be more depressed or be more anxious and and you know there's, I'd call it, class those as like severe 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 properly or almost yeah. hardwired mm. but there's a big 80% 90% in the middle who sort of fluctuate around in there mm. and and they can make their own choices but somewhere in the middle of it they've taken on some shit that stops them from seeing
1: their own Change is hard. Yeah. Change is really hard and it's confronting at times mm. and people don't want to go there. But you mentioned that word choice. I, I call it a superpower. Yeah. We all have it. And it's up to you whether you want to... Every, everything you do, you can make a good or bad decision by choice. And it's up to you which one you make. And it's how you your filter works on whether you think it's about you or everybody else. You know? And this is what people... that They're not willing to step out because it looks too hard to change and then when you get to 40 you think you're too old to change mm. it's like wait there you're only halfway the at most it's like now's the point then life begins at 40 there's never a truer word said yeah, yeah. you learned so much shit in your early years mm. of what to do and what not to do to get you to this point to get you to this point where you can actually start to implement that change and create your legacy create your legacy you know and you heard that story about um, Alfred Noble. Alfred Noble, he, he opened, a, it was back in the 1800s, and he opened a newspaper and got to the obituary section. Yeah. And there he was, he was there, he, him, he's reading it. Alfred Noble is dead, and he created, he, was the, um, he, he designed um, dynamite, he invented dynamite, and it said, the killer of killers is now dead. And a big, a big writer was like, oh, no, I'm going to be remembered for that. I'm going to be remembered. I've invented all these amazing things and I'm going to be remembered for dynamite. So he went, no, I'm not going to do that. It was his brother that died, not him. Right. Right? And he made it a mess up. So then what he did is he created the Nobel Peace Prize. That's right. And that's him. It's like, he's not remembered for that no more. But he got to look at himself and then go, no, I don't want to be remembered. for that. I remembered something great. So he would be able to put himself, what do you want people to remember you for? Mm. Look at your life now. If you passed away now, what would they remember? What would they say at your funeral right now? Mm. And then let's let's face it, you're not you're not dead. So what do you want them to say at your funeral? Create that world.
0: Mm. So what are they going to say? A poor
1: holiday. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think now after this 11 months of doing what I'm doing, it'll be that I am now helping others that isn't about me. It is about other people. And that is, we can create a movement. And if to create a movement, you have to st- step up. You know, I think I'm at like 315 days or something straight every morning now. And the reason I do that is it's not by mistake. It's like I need to show up and show everyone my patterns so that mm-hmm. they can trust who I am. Yes. And then I tell people if you want to come in and share who you are, turn up. Mm. And turn up and turn up and turn up and turn up, and then you, everyone will see who you are because you can't, you can't put that mask on for too long. All mm. your other mask will be seen.
0: It's demonstrating your accountability to yourself, isn't
1: it? It is, yeah. And putting that art on show. That's right, that's right, because that's who you are. You need to celebrate that. Mm. You Need to celebrate who you are. Mm. Not hide you know? it under a bushel. And then celebrate the the mess ups as well, the mistakes that you've made in your life, in your life, you know, as well as the things that you've got right. But the things that you got right, they they don't really seem to be lessons. They they are, Mm. but the ones that you got wrong, they're the they're the ones you can tweak and turn up and down. Yeah, you know. It's funny, actually.
0: Sometimes I do believe there's lots of lessons to be learned in the stuff that you do right. Um, If anything, what Mm. is it that, what is it that I'm doing that made this successful? Yeah, because I need to do more of it. But unfortunately, I find that as a species, we tend to move more out of pain than we do towards pleasure. Yeah, that's right. Constantly <laughs> so, looking for it. So we kind of need that pain to propel us forwards before you start going, hang on a minute. There's probably a lot of pain that drives people to come down to the beach every morning. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I want an opportunity to open up to something different. But after a period of time, it's like, whoa, I feel good well, right. I need to
1: do this every day, and let's go back to that process they said that we were talking about a while ago. It's like it started that free element, turn up, mm. turn up for you, and then it, and then the exchange. Yes, join the membership and come and commit to you one day a week, two day a week, every day. It's up to you. Yeah. Then from there, you're like, okay, my life's starting to change. Yes, I'm starting to be around other people that are like minded that are also wanting change. And then you start to see that your family changes and your conversations change. You're going a bit deeper. Yeah. Then your health changes. It just naturally flows in that you start yeah. to eat better and drink less. Mm-hmm. And You're loving yourself more. Start to care about who you are. And at that point, then we, like for me, it's like the the funnel that comes kicks in, and it's like you have got to then step it up. So we do workshops. Like tonight, we've got a men's free men's mental health event. That allows men just to get this, but it's not men's mental health. We're changing that because of the stigma associated to them mm. words. So it's men's empowerment night, men. I'll come to that in a minute. Yeah. Go on. So it's like, that is like teaching you new skills, tips and techniques that you can take into your life. Yes. Then when myself and my good friend, man, Eddie, who's a, who's a um, chronic disease and cancer coach, we're doing a workshop where we delve into all these different areas of life, the holistic look at life, but in more depth again. Yes. And then there's the coaching, which is the deep dive into you. Yes. On a one-on-one basis. Having been through that. Having been through the process. Yes. To figure out, like, there is a stepped process to yeah. finding out who you are, you know, and what you're here for and what your purpose and direction is. Mm. What, you know, What is the meaning of life? for you that's your i can see how that's your um
0: process for progression for Mm. individuals Mm. linked
1: authentically with your business value ladder that's right it is and it it, it all ties in together and again at the beginning of this it was for me to get to as many Mm. people but then you, you have to bring it down to men because we've got a major problem in society with men's mental health which mm. it, and we have with women as well, but then to go to the mind sites to be able to share these simple ideas with men who have never heard it before is mm. to say you don't have to go and hide in your room and watch the t v and just you know get go to the easy distractions of life or the easy convenience of putting food into the microwave and ding we're looking for everything now, yes is to is to do the difficult thing is to cut the fruit up yeah instead of putting the cake in the, yeah in the microwave you know yeah. is the 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 thing the good things for you are harder you know everything that's hard is good for you mm. you know a burger is so easy and tasty but it makes you feel like crap after an hour whereas if you eat an apple and it's hard to eat yeah but then you feel great going you've on. got all these things and this is life and how it all happens, you know? So the idea is to get to these masses to mm. be able to teach them simple techniques to be able to look at themselves and hold that mirror Safe and go and- Do I tell my wife I love her every day? I mean it. Do I take my kids out because for them, or do I just do it for show to show people on Facebook that I'm doing it? It's like really delve into why you do the things that you do. And as men, they go up to their mine sites for the mm. right reasons, you know. They go up because they want to provide for their families. Yep. they. That's a very male thing to do. It is. I protect and provide. That's right. And, you know, as you, you said it earlier that it, it, in times of war, we go away from our families to provide, like, to keep them safe. They're doing that every day here in WA, and it's, it's one of the main parts of what WA is. Mm. It's mining. And for them, they lose themselves up there. Seem to be lost. And this is the thing that I'll be talking about tonight is like, what does that mean? Because depression, anxiety, and suicide for me is like, you're lost. And it's okay to be lost yep. if you tell someone you're lost. And then what you do is like, okay, now you've got to find yourself. So what does that mean? How do you find yourself? You've got to have a, if you're lost, what you need, you need a map. You get a map, then what you need, you need a destination. Like, where am I going? Right, I want to go there. So, okay, so you want to go there. So how are you going to get there? So we have to then work out on the map how to get to your destination. Yeah, And then you're aware that you've got a vision for your life, for you, where you want to be and how that looks. And then you work slowly, really incremental, small steps, smart goals, achievable, easy, simple way to get you to that place. And then you do it, you know? And it's... One of the most important things for me is self-confidence. And I believe you get self-confidence by doing the things you promise yourself you're going to do. Yes. Turning up, you don't have to tell anybody else, but if you tell anybody else, then you definitely have to do it. Yes. But if you tell yourself, right, I'm going to change, then you have to do it for you, Mm. you know? And then by doing it, you get, every time you do it, you gain a willpower point and you get stronger. Yeah. You get stronger and stronger in this game called life.
0: And I think part of the telling other people is, is that early stage of, I'm not quite ready to fully commit to myself and not want to let myself down. So I'll put myself out there and, and I'll leverage the fact that, you know, if I tell my mate I'm going to be at the beach at five, then I don't want him calling me a dickhead. So I'll turn up and then you do it and do it, but after a period of time,
1: you don't need to make that call. That's right, yeah. But then you have them people that just self-sabotage and they'll tell you that. Knowing them that they can't really do it, you know, and it, mm. so I tell a lot of them is like, "Don't tell me, don't tell yeah. me, because I'll hold you to it." Yeah, and then I know that you know, and and then you we'll don't turn know. up, and and then you're like, "Oh, I didn't that's do it," and then reason. Paul knows, and make them aware of that of that yeah. position, because if you do that constantly, that's who you are. Mm. You're the guy who says that you're gonna do something and you don't do it, you know. So if you become the person initially that says you're going to do something to yourself, you don't tell anybody, then you start doing it. Then you start sharing, this is what I do. Then you become that guy. You yes. become that girl. You know, and that builds strength. And then that's, anyone's got that power. Anyone's got it. You know, anyone can make these decisions and lead by example and then inspire others to follow you start, your footsteps down that path. It's like how do I get to there? And it's by turning up for you, you know, committed, motivated, and taking action. Taking action. It's like written on the board. It's like it's important to do that. Yes. Without it, it's nothing. Yeah. You know? You gotta make the universe halfway. Without a doubt. You can write it down. It should provide. Don't sit on the couch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's what Jim Carrey said. You can't just go and have a sandwich. You know, you can't write $10 million and then just go and sit on the sandwich and go, come on, give it to me. It's not going to happen. Yes. Yeah. It takes action then. In, in the universe will know when you're taking the right action. It will start to put the pieces in place hmm. and you'll see it. And then your awareness raises and you're like, wait there, I, I need this in my life. And then that person comes into your life like, wow, get out the way. Hmm. These magic starts to happen. And the more you step into that, the greater your life be, begins to be around you. And you start to notice the simple things. It's beautiful.
0: Mm. <laughs> Me, men's mental health, it, it is becoming more and more of a topic. And it's, it's interesting that whilst on one level, in certain parts of media, men are getting a real hard time at the moment. We're also here in Australia, and Western Australia, we've seen high suicide rates and high levels of anxiety and depression
1: where are we are mm. where we're at is what's missing this, for me again coming back through my what I've learnt in my journey is going into finances going into um, playing the game that I thought I needed to play which was aiming for retirement when I was in my 20s mm. like I've got to play this game because when I get to 65 I get to retire Yes. and I'll have these things that will help me walk down the beach with my wife holding her hand and my kids are skipping behind this this, it was not real. It was, it was all made up in my head. Mm. The way the capitalistic, capitalistic society is run is on this dream. Yeah. And when you get to the, the peak of the mountain, to you realize that that's not the game. Mm. It's not about that. It's about the whole journey, you know? So men, what happens is I see it as a, as a decade, as each decade you have to change you know so i see that when you're 20s you go out and have the fun and the partying and you can go and play the field and play the game but you can't take that into your 30s and do the same thing and then the people who don't learn which is the masses there's so many people don't learn they take it into their 40s then and then you realize that your body is showing you the mistakes you've made. Just strip off naked, stand in front of the mirror, mm. and see what your wife sees. Yeah. Be honest. Yep. See it. It's like the human body will, mm. will only show you mm. what you've done to it. It's mm. the most incredible organic structure in the universe. Uh, and then try and use it. Yeah, that's right. Then you can reverse. The amazing thing about the human body is it'll reverse. You can You can then fix it. Yeah. But it's going to take hard work. You're going to have to commit yeah. to do all the hard well, things. those extra years around the pub are now going to be extra years exactly. in the gym in or the gym at the beach or, 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 yoga or, or meditating or whatever it is and, and don't do the things you've always done. Yes. You know? So as I say, is like the way I see it is there's a natural um, the natural U-curve for men. There was a study done in one of the American universities where they, they looked at all the Gallup polls, millions of men and they've seen that their happiness dropped from like 25 to 30. It dropped all the way down. And then it started to pick up again when people reach 45. And you realize that men are comparing their lives mm. against all the men around them. And it's and it's all comparisons on things. You've got that, you've got that, you've got mm. this clothing, you look that way. You're externally driven, like isn't it? All externally driven. The whole society is run upon us consuming on 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 debt you have to have the that nice car you have to have the big house you have to have the extra rooms you have to have the four bedroom house when you've only got mm. you and your, your partner it's crazy so it's like let's strip it all back We're, and we and I think I believe that society will be stripped back to that because yes. it's not working it worked for the generation in front of us yeah they got all they creamed it they got all the property values. They certainly did. They got all the pensions. They got all that. And they say, what? You know, you just need to save. You just need to do... No, no, no. You played a different game to us. Mm. You know, you're in retirement now. You all don't have to work. You've actually played the game the way the system wanted it to work. Yeah. That's it's gone now. now. It's, it is. You've got so much debt. Trillions and trillions of dollars worth of debt in every country. And it just needs to be... the, the level. The playing field needs to be leveled again mm. to give people... It tends to breathe because the the, the money money itself, it gives you, it has a weight. It has a weight, debt has a weight. People wake up in the morning and they think about them red bills that hit the mat and they think that's who they are, but it's not, it's who they were. Yes. And the system pushes you down that path. For most people, most men, They're trying to get out of debt constantly through their lives because mm. of the systems told you. And it doesn't try they trying you. to do the protect and provide. And the, the systems made them so in debt that they mm. can never get in front. And they were never gonna win because yeah. the system says you have to get on the ladder. You have to get the first, you know, the, the decision to buy a house is so flippant, but it's, it's, it's one of the biggest financial decisions you'll ever make yeah. in your life. And they're, they're doing it with, you know, $1,000 down, you know, making it so simple for people to get in that much debt and then start people on that journey, you know, straight away that now you need to provide, mm. get out and get your job. Got you. You know, we've got you now. Yeah. You, you, whereas for me, we should teach the kids is to earn more and spend less. Mm. You don't need the, the posh stuff, mm. you don't, not until later in life, but you need to have that buffer mm. so that you can spend that money you've got left over on experiences yeah on taking your wife to a beach somewhere pleasant on taking your kids on a holiday and being present with them without having to worry about the bills right? mm. you know instead what we do is we we go no you need to be in debt you've got to be controlled now now you're on the ladder now you could straight away now you can plan for retirement you've got to get your mm. pension in place you're like
0: no and they're going to be and the system's going to be hitting the next generation harder with the increase in university fees.
1: It's crazy that we That's charge. That's before you education. even get to a house. That's right. You know, I was lucky enough to go
0: to university where state paid for my bachelor's degree, and I think my master's degree cost
1: me two thousand pounds. My son's currently in, in TAFE at school, doing year eleven, year twelve, and he wants to. He chose the word engineer. That's what he chose. He didn't really know what it is, but. Mm. he wants to but now he's starting to understand what it is and he likes it which is great mm. but they're, they're forced to make that decision in the early age like what do you want to be like mm. how the hell are you meant to know what you want to be at 16 oh you're going to
0: change careers seven times at least. you're going to well, change it yeah most working people now will be changing their careers seven times kids are coming in it was gonna be like
1: twelve fifteen. Well what what's it gonna be? We've got virtual reality, we've got automated yeah. cars, we've got computers that are su- super mm. clever. We don't even know. The don't even know. The are they gonna need engineers in ten years? Probably not. Yeah. A computer will be able to do it. But for my son, he's gone to TAFE, All right, what does what does this look like? What is this? Let's have a look at to be an engineer, what you need to do. So we looked at the university like two hundred thousand dollars. Like, you, what? So before he's even started his career, he's in $200,000 debt. Wow, come on. What is that? Where are they even pulling that figure from? Where's the university pulling that figure from one human being? How many of them complete the course? Then how many of them complete it? How many engineers have we got going for one specific role where you're going to maybe get 50, 60, $70,000? You will never pay that debt off. So straight away, the shackles of life are on them at the beginning. Mm. So for me, again, come back, come back, and back. Mm. What I want to teach my son is, what do you really want to do? What fire in your belly do you want? You are like a superhero, you're a creator. You can do anything you want in life. What do you want to do? Not what the system tells you to do, but what you want to do. And then let's play that game. Mm. Let's refine you at that young age to become this great man. And Alan, Alan Watts says it, if you, if you miss it at 16, 17, and they start doing it when they're 25, they've missed that really critical age where they can get their teeth and really understand who they are. Yes. And refine their craft. Because we've, we don't learn off our fathers anymore, and this is a major problem. Is mm. I want him, ideally, not to follow in my footsteps, but to follow in what I'm learning is, I'm being me now. Yes. So I want him to be him. Earlier. Earlier. As early as possible, understand yeah. who am I. Ask yourself that question, deep meditate on it, and figure out who am I. Mm. It's like a big question to ask. And then at that age, it can, it can be confronting, you know? But then if we can get these, if we can get loads of teenagers to start actually doing what they want to do, Imagine how amazing the life would be if you're getting paid. If you refine your craft in such a way that you can get paid for being you. How awesome would that Early be? On. How awesome would that yeah. be? And lots of people do it. Yeah. Lots of people do it. Lots of people are just themselves. Like doing this podcasting. Hmm. You know, to be able to share and be able to talk to other people be able to look at us yeah. with our grey beards we figuring it <laughs> out now years 44 years old yeah,
0: grey beards
1: yeah. why do we have to go through all the pain before we figure out mm. right there I want to do this I want to be me I want to share all my knowledge all the things maybe what it's you- some perverse part of the program like I mentioned earlier on that
0: people move out of pain and not necessarily towards pleasure yeah that's or right or you get your fingers burnt once and then we need to move
1: yeah that's right but some people go keep getting burnt the, the, the moth keep going into yeah. the fire boom 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 and then it's at what point you're gonna wake up and go, wait, there that doesn't work yeah do no you need to we, change it your wings are singed that's right and that's why the as I just said earlier like the beauty of Perth itself right now is we have got so many great people yeah who are rising to who they are and realizing that you're not great I'm not, I'm not great at loads of things but I know what I'm good at, yeah. so I can rise. Know that. that I'm good at. I've got yeah. this experience that I can leverage. That's right. I can leverage that part of me. But then I can put my hands up and go, "Guys, I'm rubbish at sending emails back, or I'm, you know, I'm not great at doing taxation, and I'm not great at that. Mm. But I can do this, you know." And then we all come together, and other, other people are saying, "I'm great at that. I'm great at this," and we create this fellowship. This is what I've always mm. seen the Human Excellence Project being is a. Human Nexus Project is a is an umbrella where we get individuals who are fantastic at themselves who fall underneath the umbrella, who share their wisdom mm. with the masses, with everybody. Their energy, yeah. With their energy. You know, and that's what I see.
0: One of the things um, that I was immediately impressed with when I first came across what you do was the fact that you've actually got the word excellence in it. Mm. Right. Too often we have, you know all right or something like that mm. and and i personally find that you know across um you know tv media and stuff like that it's very much the race to the lowest common denominator mm. um sometimes feel like i'm a grumpy old bloke when i say that but then then i suddenly check myself and go no Bryn, you actually stand for something and that tied with something you said earlier on about you know talked about men's mental health and then you checked yourself and said no we actually talk about was it men's men's empowerment men's empowerment Mm. how much do you think in the whole space of mental health and stuff which is obviously you know obviously it's getting much more focused than it used to but one of my concerns because I too am driven by excellence and being the best I can be and expanding as much and learning as much it's almost like Let's recognise that people are in a hard spot. You're anxious. You're depressed. Something's gone shit. You haven't moved through it. Da-da-da-da-da. How much is it that we spend breathe, continuing to breathe oxygen into that thing and how much is, is it, right, no, dude, basically your standards are down here. Mm. Your standards could be up here. Let, let's go here.
1: Yeah.
0: My biggest concern is it's all like patching on. Mm. Like,
1: yeah, I get just calling important.
0: it mental health, yeah. but why not we call it mental agility, mental fortitude, mental yeah. strength, Brilliant. emotional strength, you know, life excellence and and, and use great words. Empowering like language. That. Yeah, the
1: labels, the definitions that we choose to use in the language mm, without a doubt. And that's why we looked at changing the, the name of the event mm. is because of that. It's like we're talking about that. It's like even the way you stand says mm. a lot about who you are, mm. how you walk, how you breathe, how you act, how you... Everything, it's the whole thing, how we speak and what we say in them words. You know, it's like we say, it's like, I'm depressed. I am depressed. Like mm. for me, That's I a- am is a spell Yeah, to life. That's- so if you say, I am depressed. Then yeah. That's what? an identity label. That's an identity. Right it's like, bang, I am depressed. And tell mm. everyone, I am depressed. Yeah. I've got to then, box them in now. Thank then you. you can change that to, I'm doing depression. Yes. You know, it's like, okay, right now this thing's happening mm. to me and mm. and it, it is like clouds in the sky and at the moment the clouds are there, but uh, at some point they will pass. Yeah, And having the awareness that, that mm. it is just a, a fleeting moment yeah, in life. I'm doing it right now, yeah, and it's okay. It's like, what does that look like? But how am I going to get out of it? And it, then we look at patterns. Everyone has a pattern. Mm. And where have you learned that patterns from? You've learned them from life, from, from where you come from. Go back to the beginning. And you listen to Bruce Lipton? Yes. Bruce talks about the first seven years of your life where you, where you download the 95% of the programming that you use for the rest of your life. Yes. In the first seven years when you're in theta, mm. when your brain is in hypnosis. Yeah, and you cruise around in that all day every day. Wow, you can play with cars and you can see these things. You can create worlds and your imaginations. And then what do we do? no stop it can't do that you know, and we condition them I mean, I, I, a baby is born pure and perfect just full of love they are one with the universe and then we have to give them all these things that take them away from that mm. and this is what life does isn't navigate it? it puts the over time we put the blinkers over them and we go no 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 society says no don't like this don't like that black person you've got to do this we, society does that the culture scape will create that And then we believe all these things because we're young and we're naive, that all these people say this is who we are. And as you begin to navigate and you're going to leave them towns, leave them countries, you go, wait there, it's not that way. And then you start to awake and you go, wait there, that was a lie. I don't have to hate them people. I don't have to do that thing. At that point, you're awake, you can go, wait there, is it all a lie? Because the blinkers are on. And then when you get into later in life, you can take them blinkers back off again. Mm. You start seeing life for how it really is. Remove, pure state. remove all them all the bullshit that life's given us. All the teachings of people that didn't know what they were doing. They didn't know it, but they didn't know what they were programming into you. Mm. You know, and the schools are one of the most important things for me. Is like we've got to get into schools quick, and it's the teachers. It's the most important role we have in society. Mm. And the teachers need to understand that they are programming our kids. Yes. Repetitive behavior after seven to change your subconscious programming. The only way after seven years of age, when you become into alpha and beta, then the only way to do that is repetitive. So we need to learn the A B C A B C D A B C D E, and then we repeat it. Repeat it until we just know it. Yeah. Tie our shoelaces. do it. Then. Yeah. Multiplications. Whatever we're going to do is repetitive. Repetitive. Let's make it fun. Mm. let's make it easy let's make it play let's make you know but to do that we need to teach it themselves to know who they are and to be enjoying life if you go there's nothing more draining than going into a te- into a school room mm. and having someone who hates their life trying to teach you like it's so oh, inspiring just in the
0: workplace if you've got to no. sit near him it's that's like, oh, right here we go oh, here we go a dementor don't let him go outside they'll put the sun out <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's right. And that's what we have, Like, I think the statistics are 78% of people are disengaged at work. Because they go in and they have these people who are just, oh my God, I hate life. And did you see the traffic this morning? And this happened to me and I like, what are you doing? You know, start to wake up, start to change your patterns, be aware, be aware that that's who you are and it's okay. Yes. Then we can change and morph it together and start to enjoy the workplace you can't do that when you've got them, them them, drainers of society you know the vultures you mm. know we've got to change it and it's just raising people's awareness and it starts in the schools. as I say we go back to the school let's look at the teachers let's make them great again that's in, they, they, look, they got into teaching because they want to help yes like, over the years kids can drain you because they're nasty little buggers <laughs> <laughs> you've got to come back and they've got to be able to get rid of that draining you know learn the skill of teaching the art of teaching again and be able to make it fun let's let's inspire yeah. the next generation yeah. to be great let's
0: make it focused for the next generation not still a reiteration of something that's you know a dinosaur mm. of the industrial yeah. age that's right. start the industrial age what is it you could take someone from the 18th century and and everything would feel different except for school.
1: Exactly, there's a whiteboard. It's just a whiteboard <laughs> instead of a black. Yeah. That's the only difference. They're still teaching them the same things, yeah. you know. But the craft, be able to look at using the hands. You know, a friend of mine, Nesh um, Nash is bright guy. He um, he was working in artificial intelligence for a while and I asked him with my son, I was like, "Right. What does he need to do because we we're, we're going into this new age now? What do you need to do?" Because this is exponentially growing so that he's got a career as life. And he said, anything with your hands, touch, feel, create, you know, be creative. Yes. The computers will never be able to do that. Yes. So get into that world, you know, magic. Magic. <laughs> what does Western
0: Australia look like for you if more people are up there at excellence by at least 2 to 5%? Oh, my word. And just the appreciation, one or two
1: steps of responsibility. The appreciation of the coastline. Yep. To be able to know that any of us can get, hop in our cars, even if you're in the hills, you're half an hour from the coast. Yeah. And be able to go to some of the best beaches in the whole world. Yep. Not, while you're there, you're going to see dolphins and potentially whales, and um, just be the appreciation of where we live. We live in one of the most unbelievable spots this planet has has ever produced you know and then if you jump in your car and you go north or south and everyone goes it's too far to go up to Coral Bay or to Exmouth you you put that commitment in oh my word the things you see and do up there is yep. so amazing the same as the south region is. we are blessed to live in such an amazing area but if you don't get out of your house and you just go to the pubs you'll never see how special this mm. place is you know I feel blessed to live here mm hmm
0: What's Paul learnt about Paul in the last years of the journey? Last few years of the journey? Oh,
1: to get out of my own way. I've really learned that if you try and push your life in a certain direction, it won't happen. It's really just mm. to allow yourself to to turn up, to to be the best version of yourself and then to watch what happens around you, you know? I think Dan Pany
0: has got a lovely phrase of "stop treading on your own dick." <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> that's right. That is, and it's true. It's true. We all we all got this idea in our lives that we want to be something, or you know, the the another thing I look at is like, and Carl, a good friend of mine, uh, said is the process, the the creative process at the beginning of something new, is where the the most fun is. Yeah, And he said to me, I'm, I'm jealous of where you are with this Human Excess project because you're in the creation phase. Mm. You know, it's like, enjoy it. Enjoy the stresses, the strains, the difficulties because that is the that is the fun part. In the years to come, you'll look back and go, do you remember when we did that? You know? Mm. It's like to get out the way of the process and be aware of the emotions that life brings in. And it's okay to be anxious. If your awareness is there, you can get hold of it and you can breathe out of it. If it's not, then you can stay in that state for a long time, you know? And it's, yeah, I've I've learned a lot, you know, with the different modes, with the meditation, with the cold exposure, with Marcel Hoff, come over and taught me so much about getting in your own way. You know, he's an amazing guy. And being able to get these people to come in to share them little gifts and then to share them with others. So yeah, it's get out your way. Magic is in the air. Mm. Excellence is there for all of us. Magic is all around, (laughs) was it? Magic is all around.
0: It's only not seen by those who don't believe. (laughs) Exactly, (laughs) what a
1: great one, yeah, I
0: like that. Love it, love it. What does the next three to five years look like
1: for Paul the Human Excellence Project? Mm. Um, Growth. Yep. It looks like, it looks like Bringing more people in, it looks like speaking to shires, to to mining companies, to corporate bodies, mm. and being able to share this process. And it's not just the morning process; it can it can be changed into any single process. That there is a stepped way um, to get engagement back in people's lives, both at work and at home. So it's it's being able to share this process with multiple people. And being able to grow this family of fellowship, so that people can do this across the planet. Mm. You know, I've always had a a centre of excellence in in my mind. That's where this all began: was creating a place, holistic place, where we've got different areas of upgrading yourself in Mm. one centre that we all need to work on. Specific whether it be movement, whether it be stillness, whether it be hot or cold, whether it be you know the gym or whether it be nutrition yeah and we have a center where you you prescribe yourself these different areas to upgrade you mm. and then upgrade everyone else you know so my my vision is just to keep turning up keep being the best version of me yeah and allow everyone to step into themselves to be the best version of themselves and just watch this thing grow organically authentically you know so I just see we we've got people now um we've got a guy called Aaron who's you start to do dips down, down south. So yeah. it opens up another arm that people can go to in different areas. Yeah. Down in Secret Harbor. We'll have somebody in, in Frio. Then we'll and we, as summer kicks back in or spring kicks back in, we'll start doing all the beaches, which allows more people to come and just experience this thing. So simple. And then take it back into their own life. Yeah. It's growth. Hmm. And growth means uncomfort. Yes. Discomfort.
0: Well, growth also means contribution.
1: Contribution. Yeah, <laughs> it
0: does. It? Yeah. It every Everything in nature grows and contributes.
1: Yeah, it does. Gives back. Yeah, otherwise mm. it dies and decays. That's right. And it's be, it's getting that seesaw, that balance constantly of being mm. able to, it's okay to receive, you know. You can't just give, give, give. You've got some time to oh, sit back. Otherwise you're empty. And nearly was empty recently. And it wasn't until a, a, a few really close Great friends pulled me together and went right. You, your turn to receive now. You're giving, 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 and you're not getting anything back. Yes. So then we we changed the the business model and how this is going. So it's me stepping into, in into authentically allowing myself that yeah, okay, this is a thing now, and we can share this, and it does work, and we are helping, and if not saving people's lives, you know, you got to meet some of them people this morning. Yes. And seeing the impact that it's having on the on these individuals. And that doesn't stop, because the first step is you, and then it goes like like share that with others, because there's so much pain around, mm. unnecessarily, completely unnecessarily. You know, we just need to share that it's it's okay, it's okay to share, it's okay to open up. You know, and it's not going to be easy, it's going to be hard because that's where the growth is. Yes. Mm. What's Paul grateful for? Wow. What am I grateful for? I'm grateful for Melanie and her support and the kids, you know, cause you know, I'm, I want to look back at my journey it's like, it's been a hectic ride for, for the ones that I care about the most. And my mom and, and I'm grateful for my sister and my brother. And I'm grateful for the lens of my dad and my stepdad and the people I've had around me have guided me. But yeah, it's like the, we do all these things in our lives. But the people that we love the most and sometime we can get lost in what we're doing and who we're doing it for and there's not a day goes by that i don't be grateful for mel and what she does i don't think she ever understands what having that support network next to me hmm. and allowing me to turn up and do these things every day is i'll always be eternally grateful for her you know it's like massive and we need that this is what we, another thing that we're working on is family Mm. you're a team you're a team and we've all got our roles to play within that team and we've got we're not against each other we're playing this game together you know and we're trying to get through life and we're trying to teach our kids and they've got a role to play too where they help around the house and they have their own disciplines and their own and we're playing this team and the team grows as the family gets bigger and we get older and then it comes into the being grateful that my dad shared his legacy. Because I remember speaking to him right at the end, right at the end of his life, and going, dad, you won. Hmm. You won this game, you know? You yeah. played it, you played it so well. And it wasn't about you leaving me money. It wasn't yeah. about that. <laughs> if you would have left me money. See, people who leave millions of dollars, yeah. their kids don't learn from that. It's, no. They haven't earned it. So it can poison the waters. We leave. We have all these families break up on death because mm. they want the money. Yeah. For me, it was like I told my dad, you won the game, mate. You look at look at me, my brother, and my sister were standing around going, just that feeling of love, I'm like wow. And in meditating, as I told you earlier, is it being able to watch my dad meditate to his death was just mm. the most incredible experience of my life. And looking at death as as not. As not an ending, as a beginning. And being able to take that m- massive learning of death into life. And being able to live for today. Being able to really embody that and, and, and feel it in your veins, in your arms. <laughs> and you're, Come on! Let's use this. Let's use this power of, of death to live. And It doesn't matter where you are on your journey. It doesn't matter if you just found out you've got cancer. You're still alive. Yes you know you're not dead yet you know it's like mm. look at for me a big lesson that i want to tell everyone about is cancer is a warning it's just a warning it's a warning that you're doing things wrong change how you're doing things play the game a different way learn all the lessons to, that brought the cancer on and change it brain tumors the same all these different illnesses that we can have mm. autoimmune disease they they're all just a it's warning feedback. yeah it's feedback it is the system's glitching and your body yeah your body, everything you put into your body, whether it be emotions, whether it be um, whether it be toxins, whether it be food, the wrong food, it needs to get it all out. And it gets that out, it can produce disease. Disease, as mm. we know, it's like your body's not in ease. So what does that mean? Change the way you are. So you have to learn. My gr- my gratitude is to, is the learning is the learning process to understanding that all these amazing people have inf- have infected my life so that I can enjoy my life. Yes. So much more, you know, I'm so blessed.
0: Awesome. The last question I'm gonna ask you, which I um, asked one of my guest is if you could take one little nugget and upload it into the collective consciousness so everyone just wow. gets it. Wow,
1: what would that one nugget be? You know, the, the one thing is love is that word love. Um, I, the whole universe is made of atoms and it's all love. Every single one of them is just a ball of love. You know, it's like the, what you feed, what you feed the, the the wolves is what they'll do, you know. The, for me, it's like love, focus on love. Focus on your friends is like, for men, again, them hugs and them high fives. and Like tell your friend you love him, tell him because if they pass away, you'll tell them then, you know, tell your partner you love them. You know, Alan Watts says, tell your partner you love them that much, you could eat them. <laughs> you know, it's a beautiful phrase. Like do that once, once every now and again, don't tell anyone, just go and do it. Tell your kids you love them, I mean it. That word love for me is is the, is the most special thing and to embody it and know that loneliness, Depression, anxiety, all these things can be fixed with love. It's powerful. Fucking
0: awesome. If people want to come and find you, <laughs> I'm at the beach every <laughs> yeah, day. I was going to say, normally I get, oh yeah, you know, you can go to the website or the Facebook page. It's, it's actually not, you just go to the Hillary's Harbour at quarter no, right past now. five. <laughs>
1: You're on. Every day, yeah, yeah. We've, we've got the Facebook page, we've got the website, we know. We you know, things are changing and morphing into what they are. We do these free men's events that we've got tonight. Mm. I'm gonna do them every fortnight now to allow men to open up and understand what life is. Yeah, understand what love is. Um, but yeah, it's like even my friends, some of my friends that haven't seen you for ages. You know where I am. Yeah, <laughs> I post it every day I'm where I am. Consistent. I'm <laughs> consistent. I'm gonna be there. So yeah, it's like I, 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 I suggest everyone tries it once. Just come and feel what it's about. Come and see what. See come and see what life's about. Start your life today mm. by visiting us in the morning. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. This, um,
0: I've thoroughly enjoyed this podcast. It didn't just start when I clicked go. It started at quarter past five <laughs> this morning and it's just been the best morning ever. <laughs> it's been absolutely <laughs> awesome. I, um,
1: Yeah. What you've experienced, Bryn, is every day for me. Yeah this is what happens every single day of my life now Mm. is that that is what is possible and there's not a day goes by that we don't say oh my god that was the best morning ever Mm. it's like it just gets topped up and oh my god it gets better and better and better as the people come and then then you know the people come and share their own knowledge it gets better and better and better you know
0: enjoy it thank you so much for your time (laughs) thank you so much for coming (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>